Welcome to Tiny Town Library. Thanks for joining us. We're coming to you straight out of the library with town news, community updates, book recommendations, and an interview with a local person of interest. My name is Bonnie and I'm the director of the Daylin Memorial Library. And with me today is Joanne, our children's program director. Hello. And Amy, our interlibrary loan specialist. Hello. Happy summer. Happy summer. Yay. It's Friday. Hooray. Exciting. Amy's getting ready to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. I am. <laughs> Leaving tomorrow. Joanne is exhausted. We're at <laughs> the halfway am. point of the summer reading <laughs> program. And, um, we have been hard at work. That's why we haven't been podcasting. I haven't had a second to take a breath. So much good news from the library. So I am going to start uh, the podcast with kind of like a review of all the amazing things that are happening at the library. I titled this episode The Summer of Possibilities because it just seems like there are so many possibilities here at the library. It's an and ocean of them. There's an mm -hmm. ocean of them. <laughs> And um, we really tried hard to um, provide programming this summer for all ages. So baby up to our oldest residents. Mm -hmm. uh, it's something we haven't done in the past. It's usually been very focused on the children because uh, of course it's a tiny little library. So when the theme gets moved in for the summer, it kind of takes over the whole place in a good way. It's like exciting and fun. But we thought, oh, we gotta do a little bit more for our seniors this summer and maybe a little bit more um, for adults, so there's a lot going on. Uh, I'm gonna wind the clock back just a little bit to the beginning of summer, uh, which end of May time, we kicked off uh, the Montverdon Library Charitable Foundation, which is the fundraising group for the new library project, had an event here in the middle of May, and it was a donor invite, so if you've made a donation to the library project you were invited and it was like a little wedding in the backyard. It was so pretty. I loved Beautiful. it. Yep. The tent got the white tent donated by the O'Keefe family. Kind of it was its first uh, event mm -hmm. and we rented some tables and put some tablecloths down. Kelly Derula came and put some flowers down and the whole purpose of that evening was to launch the public phase of the capital campaign uh, to raise the final dollars towards the new library project and Jill Weber designed an amazing um, fundraiser thermometer. It's not a regular thermometer, <laughs> right? Like I sent a picture to her from the Meredith Library. They had kind of done a standard thermometer, like mm -hmm. think United Way, you know, little ball at the bottom, <laughs> go to the top. And um, she she jillified it and uh -huh. added uh, really whimsical like books and characters and things um, to the side. And it's a big, what is it? Like six by eight foot sign yeah. out front of the library. Um, so we unveiled that at the mm -hmm. campaign event, yes. and everybody, yay, they clapped. And so um, the foundation is tasked with uh, applying for more grants and, and reaching out to community members for um, donations towards the project. So uh, there are endless possibilities yes. for you to participate in the foundation and contribute to the project, uh, even $10 towards the project, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's going to go straight to the foundation and be matched mm -hmm. by the NEH grant. So we had a really generous donation. The Calvetti family gave $10,000 to the library project, and then that is matched by the NEH grant money, 25%. So what was a $10,000 donation is a $12,500 yep. donation, and that is the magic. And what is the NEH? Tell oh, us. The National Endowment for the Humanities mm -hmm. Building Challenge Grant. This is something we talked about um, in April. Mm -hmm. we, we got this tremendous grant 
It's a matching grant. So they have a bucket of money, $655,000 that they want to give us. Mm -hmm. But they, they challenged us to go find donors and then they're going to match those donors. Mm -hmm. So when someone gives an amount, no matter what it is, 25% is going to be matched up to $655,000. That's great. So, um, we're and we've already got a big, a pretty big chunk. A pretty big chunk. So mm -hmm. the following weeks we participated in New Hampshire Gives. So the foundation did an online fundraiser through uh, the New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits. New Hampshire Gives is a one-day giving opportunity. The entire state, mm -hmm. uh, all the nonprofits in the state, they have allowed to register for this event. And it's online, so you might see it on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's yep. on the foundation website. You simply make a donation in that 24-hour period towards your favorite charity. So there were, everything was there. Share was there. Um, organization, long-time organization. Nash was Soup Kitchen. Yeah, soup Kitchen was one. there. Even mm -hmm. little. So big and small. So they had 547 charities participated. And uh, in Mount Vernon, only the library had a fundraiser going. So mm -hmm. we thought, oh, we got a pretty good chance of, you know, making some money that day. And uh, the foundation set the goal at $25,000, which was pretty ambitious. Mm -hmm. And they met that mark and exceeded it. They're over $30,000 in donations. And just for that one day, mm -hmm. and the most exciting part is that they, the foundation was on the leaderboard mm -hmm. for a good por portion of the day ahead of any other organization in greater Nashua that was area. Amazing. So um, for not only the money that was being collected, but the number of donors. It was very, it was very encouraging to me. It made me feel really happy to see um, the, amount, the amount of people, individual people that believe that support. in yep. the new library. Yes. It was yep. very exciting. I, I felt very heartened by it. Um, one of the fun things about the fundraiser is they do give additional prizes for different categories. So if you had the most unique donors, not personality-wise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I think we do. Yeah, we do. Are, they are unique. Um, if you had the highest number of donors per region, you got a prize. And we secured that prize for greater New Hampshire area, right? So like just this tiny little town in New Hampshire with just one fundraiser going was able to stay at the top of the leaderboard uh, for that period of time and win. So it was really encouraging and great for grant writing, right? Mm -hmm. Like we, mm -hmm. can, we can talk about yeah. that story yeah. uh, for that one fundraiser. And then uh, in addition, they you do there's a fee to be in the fundraiser and they take all that money, they pool it together and then they dish it back out. Mm -hmm. So we um, secured an additional $2,000 in the pool money for our success. So. All good, and that helps push that thermometer up, and uh, we're hoping to push it right to the tippy-tippy top <laughs> uh, as soon as possible. So get in there. You can go on mblcf.org and uh, follow the project. You can make a donation there, and um, all the reports from New Hampshire Gives are there. But the, the money just keeps ticking in. Some of the matching donations, um, I know BA Systems and other companies will match uh, charitable donations. So those started to come in this week. So just when we thought it was over and, oh. and all the money had been raised, um, here we are with some corporate matches. Wow. So it just keeps going. So really good. And thank you to all our donors who participated in that fun event. Uh, after New Hampshire Gives, literally the second after New Hampshire Gives ended, we kicked off the summer reading program. Do you want to talk about that, Joanne? What's our theme this year? Oceans of Possibilities. It's Dis a national theme. 
that libraries come up with. And we uh, go with that theme. And this year was a fun, a fun theme to decorate for. We are sitting of, of, with a backdrop of an ocean. It looks like we're in a coral reef. I, I'm afraid of that shark I swimming over. Like I'm in an aquarium at work all yep. day. Mm -hmm. yep. It's, it's fun. It's, it's the jellyfish, jellyfish for me. <laughs> yeah, it's the jellyfish. Yeah. It's the coral reef for me. It's the octopus. Um, it's really good. Please expand a little bit on how you made this all happen because it's right. pretty incredible. It's like a stage. All right. Well, if our friend Amy White is listening, mm -hmm. Amy White was the children's program director uh, before you. So yeah. it was you, and then it was me. Two thousand nine, and. Um, they had a theme. I don't know what the theme was, but it was something about the ocean. And um, she had a really good display in here. And you said to me, you probably did it on purpose. You said, <laughs> oh, wait till Amy tells you about the time she had the big giant fish in here. And I thought, oh, just wait. <laughs> and um, because also some, she had a coral reef. Uh -huh. She had fish and a swordfish. I never saw it, but she, she talked about it. Like yeah, I think it was before display. me. I yeah. think it was before mm -hmm. me. And so that made me feel like I had to um, produce for Amy White. And um, <laughs> She is a trustee. And, and uh, but I'm also tired because I'm, I'm working a lot. And sometimes it's overwhelming to think about making something fantastic. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of um, mental capacity mm -hmm. mental energy and yeah. and physical energy um and time and so our library assistant melody and her mother and her sister were in here before work one day and i was lamenting that i had to put something good together because um you know it might be judged and <laughs> and um well, they every said, year is so good i think that is pressure alone mm -hmm. right. right well is yeah. it as good as last year right right and sometimes if something is so good on the outside, I might feel less pressure. And last year, I didn't have a lot of pressure to make it super good on the inside because we weren't really coming inside very much right. because of COVID. So anyway, the Flanders girls um, said, what can I do? And I said, oh, I want to make a wreath. Mm. And, and I you know, gave them some pictures of things I was thinking about. And they just kept coming in every day with like a little piece. Mm -hmm. Like, what about this? What about that? And then we all worked together. Um, well, it took a whole weekend to, to turn this into an ocean floor, an ocean uh, paradise. I call so, it um, design on a dime mm -hmm. or semi-homemade, right? Mm -hmm. Like, anybody else would walk in and be like, oh, where'd you buy this kit? Right. Like everyone thinks that your outdoor mm. display is a purchased kit oh, in the mm -hmm. library world. And I'm like, yeah, nope, that's not a kit. It cannot be purchased anywhere. It mm -hmm. is custom made yep. um, artists and all of this too. Like I'm sure there is a jellyfish kit out there, <laughs> but um, this is the mm. genius of our library assistants and you collaborating to figure mm -hmm. out how to make things look. And it's Dollar Store Delight mm -hmm. and... You know, the backdrop, I think, is amazing, and it looks like water. And It does. We were watching mm -hmm. a movie. We show movies. Finding Nemo. Yeah. yeah. We show movies every Wednesday that have to do with water or the ocean. And um, the screen is set up right underneath our giant inflatable shark. 
That shark, I don't know how big that shark is. Would you say he's like eight feet long? At least. He's and, bigger than me. And um, the, and then it, it's flanking um, the coral reef on either side, and the screen is there. And um, we have a beautiful backdrop that looks just like the ocean water. And the movie was on, and it was like we were right there. It looked it exactly the same. Completely the same. The, the, the way so the, cool. the light in the movie in the mm. underwater scenes looks just like the light on the backdrop where the shark and the coral reef Same color. Here in the library. It yeah, it was fun. exactly the same. It was really cool to see. It was see. a good moment. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, you nailed it. Thank you. We did see the shark appear in other <laughs> libraries because, of course, he's a blow-up shark that's available yep. on Amazon. Amazon. Yep. Um, but he didn't look nearly as appropriate in their library on their drop ceiling hanging from <laughs> as this backdrop. So right. um, I love that shark. Someone's going to win him. Mm-hmm. Even though this library is small, like sometimes it's a blessing. Um, the height of this room mm-hmm. for us. Sure. And, and, you know, like we work Just with... Just ask my husband if he thinks it's a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. 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 So, um, Thank you, Another Chris. amazing display. Thank you so much. Do you oh. want to talk about the whale outside? Oh, sure. So on outside, um, every year, so I'm like the art director um, of my <laughs> husband. So my husband is also an artist. I have an artist, artistic background too. And um, we talk about what it's going to be. We talk about the theme and what it's going to be. And Oceans of Possibilities, we came up with this, uh, a whale or a submarine. And, and oh, he just kept coming back with different ideas. He kept changing my vision until finally he just gave up. And um, so we, it's a whale, and it has a real working periscope that he made. He had to order mm-hmm. mirrors, and um, it's, it's interactive. It's got a um, the tail moves back and forth. And he's mm-hmm. got a little flipper, and you can you can track people in the periscope. And um, the whale's name is Kablooey. I don't know if you I knew that. that. No, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, the whale is huge. I, she's not nearly describing its oh. um, girth, but I mean, it's as big as a whale <laughs> out front with cute little portholes so people can oh, kind of put their faces oh, yeah. in. Photo ops. Um, the very moment that it was placed on the front lawn, we had visitors pulling over and getting their pictures taken. And just the other night, a couple of not a child age or mm-hmm. children with them pulled over and jumped out and took their pictures. Huh. Like, can we take a picture of that? Mm-hmm. And we're like, sure. Uh, I also had a biker who, I don't know, if you don't know our location, um, there is an 835 increase in height from the bottom of the hill to the top, and the bikers are always like barely making it to the mm-hmm. top. And I had a guy pull over, and he's like, "I've been coming for 12 years, taking a picture of me in front of these displays." Aww. And um, he took a picture of himself, and I oh, said, "You should send fun. me all of them." But that would um, be fun. People look forward to what you're putting out front, and it's very whimsical, and they should never take it for granted. If you leave the library, so does that display. It's a tremendous over. amount of work. Mm-hmm. It's and a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun for us. Um, to bring it down to the library mm-hmm. too because we just live a couple of houses down and whatever it is we just wheel it down and mm-hmm. that is kind of like um a mini parade every year yes. and my uh, kids help my kids always help with making the display and putting it up and so it's a lot of fun it's uh it's a lot of fun for us to do and we haven't talked about next year because i'm giving my husband time breeze <laughs> Have you seen the theme for next year? I think it's called All Together Now. I think yeah. that's what's called. It's a kindness theme, so I'm not sure oh. it has like a um, whale type item. So it's going to uh-huh. be a challenge for us yeah. to decorate for fine. kindness and maybe a heart. I don't know. 
makes them. Mm. It's too early to talk about. It's too early to talk about, right? We can't think about that now. We're in the middle, middle of everything. Right. So, um, so beautiful, gorgeous. Of course, we've got the tent out back. Mm -hmm. What's been happening under the tent? It feels like the weather for you. You haven't had to cancel a story time or craft yet. It's perfect. Last year, it rained all the time. Every day, it seemed like it rained. And it was like sopping wet and gross underneath. And and it's just perfect. We're, We're blessed this year. Knock on wood. So every Tuesday we have story time under the tent. We have really big numbers um, between anywhere between 39 and 75. Um, 39 was our really light day because it was 4th of July, July, right? Day after the 4th of July. So um, really, really big groups, uh, groups that we would never be able to hold inside this little library. So it does make me feel... Really happy that we have the tent, but also sad that we don't have a big enough space to hold uh, the need. It will end when it, the tent goes. When back the tent the goes down, right. then the the numbers go back to. Um, they're still nice, but they're they're small. We're just too small. Yeah, right. yep. So it it really shows me every. Every Tuesday, it shows me the need that we have. The possibilities. Yes. Mm-hmm. What would be possible? I know. We right. just had a children's room that would support we the numbers have, we want to come see you. Exactly. We have exactly. a great a great time out there. I love story time under the tent. Um, it's so fun. It's like my funnest part of the week. I like it a lot. Um, I have seen really big numbers inside the library on that day, too. So mm-hmm. it's not just yes. they're coming for the program. You're here Tuesday morning. Yep. It's really been like... They come in. Oh, my gosh, right? Yep. They're coming in, and they're trying to win the fish tank and the kayak, mm-hmm. and they're signing up for prize of the week. And the estimation jar. It feels pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot yep. the chaos. Yep. The chaos. What that <laughs> but it's good. It's good it's chaos. It's really yeah. good chaos. It's good energy. It makes yeah. me so excited to see books going back out the door, mm-hmm. or, you know, in that high volume way. So yeah. thank you for bringing numbers back and oh, people you're back. Welcome. They're, they're it's super fun. Literally coming for the program. Well, mm-hmm. the program is um, it's good. It's a good program. It's free. And we are reading, we are watching fun movies, and we are doing great art projects, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this yes. past week, the sailboat one was so yeah. good. And so beautiful. I'm sorry if you missed it. If you signed up and didn't come, like, <laughs> uh-huh. I think that, like, it's not the best because every week seems like fun. Like the land This one was my favorite one so far. It was good. It was really, really beautiful. Yeah, these I'm are, looking at one right we now. We always it's really pretty. paper plate crafts, and I apologize to libraries who either only can afford paper plate crafts or don't have someone who can think outside of the box on that. But um, your crafts are really like, I'll call it art camp worthy, where mm-hmm. you would send a child to art camp for $350 for the week for half day programming. Yeah. Like you're providing that same amazing creativity and product when they like when they leave with that. Yesterday's craft I would have put in a frame at mm-hmm. my house. Yes. And yep. kept it forever as a yep. keepsake of their childhood. Um yeah, it's nice. And all of these things, I was just talking to our, our um, friend of the library president, um, Meg Baker. I was just talking to her about, about the summer reading program. And all of these things um, happen because the friends of the library um, give us some money. I do have a budget. I have a budget. And then the friends also help me. Uh, they support me in the summer. Mm-hmm. with my volunteers. I have a group of teenage volunteers and they uh, help uh, me feed them on Thursdays. We're working really hard mm-hmm. and they also um, provide the prizes. Right. So yes, I have a budget for um, to make all the beautiful 
crafts that the kids are making that it comes out of my regular budget but the friends um provide the um extra things um those kids are really looking forward to winning the fish tank and the kayak mm-hmm. it, it, it looks like fish tank is fish winning tank is so fish far tank is winning most yeah. tickets they want they want to they win all want it. Paul Paul Bernadette. we yeah. might have some tears of I whoever know. wins the other kids are going to be like no but guess what there's fish at fish store. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You didn't have to win it. You could just go get one. I know. I know. But um, the kayak, too, it's really good. And we wouldn't be able to do prizes like this if it wasn't for the friends. It's no. very generous of them. Mm-hmm. And it's a great um, incentive. What's the word? That, like kids want to come in. Incentive. Yeah. yeah yes. It's an incentive for mm-hmm. them to read more mm-hmm. and get here more because every time you come, you might get a ticket mm-hmm. to add into the mm-hmm. fishing. Yeah. There were. Um, some some younger patrons who'd been away on vacation and so they missed the initial sign up period and they all came in together with uh, some brothers and some cousins and they were talking about well you know are you going to sign up and they were kind of mm. and they then when they heard meeting, when right. they heard that the kayak was a prize oh yeah I want to sign up right now <laughs> and then one of them saw your sticker charts that you mm-hmm. tried this year as a way to keep track of mm-hmm. reading. And he said, what's this? And I said, oh, I said, this is, you know, to help keep track of your reading. I said, if you fill this whole thing with stickers and bring it in, I said, you get five extra tickets <laughs> for the one of the prizes. And his eyes got as big as saucers. Wow. <laughs> and he grabbed one of those. And he said, oh, I'm doing that. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you've motivated people to read. Because they are readers. Yeah. So they left with books. And they might as well yep. get rewarded yep. for it. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's what I was trying to tell them. And then there are other kids that maybe aren't um, excited about reading and you know I I have are you talking about the teenagers again (laughs) (laughs) there are some I mean some kids love to read and it's great but not uh, not every child loves to read and I think we all try understand that Mm -hmm. and try our best to get them interested in um, reading anything anything that will spark their creativity and it doesn't necessarily have to be a print book Right. an audio book could be mm-hmm. you know there's there's a lot to do and and you know some kids are you know not excited to sign up for something that's called a summer reading program they want the summer so um right. Right. so if a prize if a kayak you know can make them think like okay maybe i maybe well, i'll read one or two graphic mm-hmm. novels maybe i'll then, read yeah. and maybe something yeah. will um maybe we can trick them into enjoying it <laughs> So trickery. Um, I did mention the teens ever so lightly. We really do have, you know, a good group of teens here and mm-hmm. they are reading. But the Sohegan summer reads list, we mm-hmm. have it printed out here. Um, you can come pick up. You're required to do just one title for the right. summer, right? Okay. And they're letting you pick whatever you want. So there's a plug for the Sohegan summer reads list. If you have a teenager, if you're listening and you mm-hmm. have a teenager, they are required. Mm-hmm. Ninth through twelfth yeah. grade. Don't let them tell you otherwise. It is it's a not work. a suggestion. Right. And it's for their leisure and joy. Uh, but they're expected to pick one of those titles. And if you can't find it on the website, come here. We have it printed out. And we'll order any book that we don't have for them. But don't wait until the last <laughs> right. week of August. Right. It's too late. Mm-hmm. We cannot help you. And then you're going to have to go buy the book. And you're going right. to be mad. And your kid's not going to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, come now. Right? Mm-hmm. And take yep. it on vacation with you. And you'll see. It's magic. They'll mm-hmm. read it. Mm-hmm. So that's our plug for the teenagers. Yep. All right. I'll, I'll just mention quickly some adult programs. The Friends, again... Um, they're sponsoring everything. Mm-hmm. They're sponsoring an adult 
summer reading raffle. Every time an adult comes in the building, we try and get them to fill out a little raffle ticket, and we're just doing $10 gift cards every week. Mm-hmm. So Eileen Neighbor won our first yeah. one to the general store, and Amanda Brown won the second one, and I think that was Hayward's. Hayward's, yeah. So we've oh, got that's a, a good one. Yeah, <laughs> and I did Trombley Farm, because that's fun to go down there. They have ice cream and corn. Mm-hmm. What else do you need? Um, the new Starbucks. In case oh, you wanted good. Where else did you go? Those are good ones. Out. I did two from each place. Oh, all right. So you have another chance to get the general store, and you have another chance. Oh, Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. Because um, obviously donuts. Uh-huh. Um, but don't forget, when you step in the door, and you don't have to read, and you don't have to log or anything. It's just for fun, mm-hmm. and we appreciate you stopping in for books. We also are doing, this is brand new, pilot program, senior summer session. So uh, I don't know if we talked about this before, but the success of the bake sale that the mm-hmm. friends hosted at the election on election day. So the election day bake sale that the friends host uh, made $1,200. That was like wow. a huge bake huge. sale day. And um, at the following meeting, uh, we voted for some of that money to be spent on a senior program for the summer. So they allocated $800 uh, to kind of like trial a senior program. And we didn't know what we were going to do for seniors, so we sent out a survey. And it was just on Chatter, which is our town Facebook page. And uh, we had a great response, and people replied what they would come to the library to do, what they would be most interested in. And they wanted food. <laughs> they wanted maybe yeah. history programs and games and just like um, like a social gathering. Mm-hmm. And I put it once a week for eight weeks, and maybe I wasn't thinking in the dead of winter. <laughs> you know, but I... Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And maybe you don't want to meet up with your friends once a week. Uh, but it was a trial. So we pilot programmed this for once a week at like 2 o'clock behind the library. And um, our first event, actually, we didn't do it behind the library. We took it over to the Historic Society. Mm-hmm. And they opened the Mary Jo Marcelli, opened up the museum. And 20 people came. Yep. And they had strawberry shortcake. That was our food. Mm-hmm. And they socialized and gathered and did the museum tour. And that was a really good first kickoff. Mm-hmm. And then last week we did a 4th of July potluck picnic. Same thing. About 20 people came yep. and great. sat together and shared. And it was delicious. And then tonight we're doing bingo. So we're doing, we've checked off food, a little <laughs> history and games. Um, Patriotic Committee participated last week to talk about like what they do for the community. So in addition to the potluck picnic, there was like a short presentation mm-hmm. And Meg Baker did a great job. She really did. Yeah, just kind of um, an overview of what the committee does and their responsibilities more than I thought. So I for, kind of forgot about the flags and all the holidays that they have to go out. And we oh. talked about who lowers the flags and raises the oh. flags. And uh, we have a brand new stone wall in town. It's so beautiful. Oh. So beautiful. I enjoyed memorial. watching that be built before our very eyes. Yeah. Every yeah. day. We one have a more great rock, view of one it. One more rock. Mm-hmm. And Brendan Boyer, the amazing Stonewall artist, I'll call him. Um, I think mm. people were a little nervous because he was young and he appeared mm-hmm. to be an apprentice, but I think he's a master. It's mm-hmm. perfectly level. It's beautiful. It's very skilled. Yeah. Great. And how many people stopped to ask him who he was? And I said, you could just make a living at this, but... Um, anyways, it looks complete. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Super job. And they talked a little bit about that uh, for sure to you know answer questions. And so we're moving on with the um, senior summer session. If you are a senior or you know a senior, 
check out on the website what we're doing for eight weeks and um like i said tonight is bingo and we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. and you're hosting next week i'll be out of town on friday you've got the police coming yes and donuts and the seniors <laughs> are going to do you know question answer because mm-hmm. they do provide services to seniors that you would never know unless you ask right so um, that will be fun yeah. i've come to both of these even though well i'm technically at 55 you're a senior <laughs> i am the youngest one there well no you are <laughs> You're not. You shouldn't um, be there. They're my people. I identify with right. them completely. I enjoy, so. I enjoy coming to them, and it'll be fun to see Bingo. Yeah, Bingo will be fun to mm-hmm. So um, that's going on. And uh, I did bring Cookbook Club back. Mary Catherine, mm-hmm. our good friend and former employee, she said, bring Cookbook Club back. So it is fun to have Alfresco um, dining under the tent. And it's just three weeks. So the first week uh, we had Ina Gardner's How Easy Is That to make sure it was like easy stuff that people mm-hmm. cooked. and. Uh, we had eight people back there, and we started at 6 o'clock, and I had a meeting inside the library, mm-hmm. so I had to leave them before dessert. And at 8.30, they were still here, so uh, they were having a grand time talking mm-hmm. about food and eating. So if you're interested in Cookbook Club, all you have to do, pick up the cookbook, claim your recipe, and show up for the potluck um, meal, and enjoy yourself. And mm-hmm. our next book is, it's hard, sorry. Uh, the first book was easy. The second one is The Lost Kitchen by Erin French, if you know anything about her. She's the amazing chef up in Maine who has a, um invite-only restaurant. You send a postcard. If your postcard is picked, you're allowed to eat there. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's yeah. a fortune. But um, we're going to cook out of her cookbook, and it's a lot of exotic ingredients like elderberry syrup. Mm-hmm. So you might have to try hard to find elderberry <laughs> syrup. I'm certainly not making it. Um, and then our last cookbook is called Love and Lemons, which is really more um, produce vegetarian mm-hmm. um, because in August, of course, the markets oh, sure. are going to be filled with Bountiful. amazing produce. Right? Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. And then we'll just wrap it up. I'm thinking about doing it again in the fall, but we are very limited by this building. It's mm-hmm. always a challenge. So we'll see if my cookbook club uh, wants to move it offsite or I can mm. see them doing it in their houses. But that's not the point. It should be us doing all right. the labor. So we'll right. see how that goes. So that's the end of my adult programming. Um, probably the biggest thing that happened uh, since we've talked last is the completion of the Little Free Library. Yay! It's so beautiful! Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to give you a minute to talk about the start to finish. Okay. The Little Free Library, if people are unfamiliar with what a Little Free Library is, do you want to explain and how we came upon ours? Okay. So a Little Free Library, is it across the whole world or is it? It's a, global. Is it, I thought it was global, yeah. Um, people, you can buy a kit or you can make your own and it's a little place that people can leave a book take a book and it's a real nice community uh, feel good uh, global mm-hmm. situation where you can drop off a book you can stop anywhere there's a map a website and you can um, see where you're going if you were going somewhere are there any little free libraries in when the I area when on vacation mm-hmm. I was out on a run and there was one on the road and I thought oh my gosh I should have looked it up why uh-huh. didn't I look up yeah in my vacation oh. place Right, and mm-hmm. that I, there I need was to like do that. Five on the island, and right. I was like, "Oh, fun!" Right, right. So if you're on the map, mm-hmm. you're going somewhere. You're mm-hmm. going to yep. Herman Island. You yep. should just like Pittsburgh, Maine. I'm gonna look. See, and see. I bet you there is. There you go. Right. Yep. So we had in the back of our library a beautiful old maple tree that, for years, children have climbed in, and. It's a great tree, and it started losing limbs. 
and it still looked good, but big limbs would come down. And that is where I do all my programming. So it was a dangerous. It was starting mm. to encroach on the roof. Yeah. Too. Yes. It was bad. And so we had um, uh, Todd Wilkins come out. Uh, he's an arborist. And look at the tree. And he pronounced it a danger <laughs> that it needed to come down. Mm. And so... I was sad about it. We were all sad about it. The kids were sad. Yes. And they didn't believe us because it didn't look terribly bad. It didn't bad. look sick, but it was sick. But it was. Yeah. So we thought, you know, certainly there's something we can do. So um, we cut it down. We had it cut down. Mm-hmm. and But we left it high because I wanted to do something with it. <laughs> so I made a little cartoon um, of a treehouse-ish library and I, and I said good things are coming soon and then we tied it to the tree wasn't that like september it was september and but it was hard to find somebody that could um bring my vision to life i right. will also describe the cutting of the tree mm-hmm. as like ugly and awkward mm-hmm. like todd traumatic looking yeah. probably was like i am embarrassed that mm-hmm. people think that I cut the tree down this way because you had to like a peak slant the roof. I had a and it, all sharpie the, all marker. The wounds were there, yeah, and it yeah. was like it just had this really friendly sign that said, "No, it's going to be good. <laughs> good but things like, are coming soon." People you didn't get out of like, your what car. What is going on? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. People were like, "What the heck is happening to that tree? Who did that?" Yep. <laughs> right. Right. And it sat there for a long time because I don't have those skills. Well, and winter came quick. I mean, it was like snow. So I talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people gave me a pass, or they would say, sure. And and it just wasn't getting done, and I was getting so discouraged that I was almost ready to have it taken away Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it was an eyesore, and it was like a reminder that I was not succeeding. Mm -hmm. So um, Spencer... Levette, friend of the library, came mm-hmm. in one day, and I happened to be on the computer. I'm never, I'm hardly ever just here in the library. I rarely am sitting at the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm normally doing a program if I'm here. So I happened to be having a quiet moment trying to find something, and he came in and he said, you know, I, I could help you with this. Mm-hmm. Like, could you? Like... You know, he said he could. He's recently retired. Um, and I was ready, you know, and I was just ready. I was ready for it. So I said, let's let's do it. So he, like, built the frame of the roof, and he, like, carved out a hole in the tree, and that was a little bit nerve-wracking because it could have been just ruined. One slip of the saw. Because it's a big old hole. Right. Um, and then he made the box to go in for, like, the little door. And we just all just started, you know, I reluctantly pulled my husband in. He, my husband is very uh, talented and hard working man. And he only has so much. It's only so many hours in the day. Mm. That is true. And I, so I had been avoiding bringing him in. Um, but I finally did. And. He helped, and my son helped, because there, there's two trees. There's Isn't it main, better when there's a collaboration? Like, yeah. Yeah. My daughter helped. my daughter. children. Yeah. 
like the little maybe you were tired but like Lily wasn't tired when she was like yeah we should do this and we should do this you know what right I mean? it really keeps you going right so when you open up the door there's a a curve of the actual trunk had like this weird hole thing in it and she made it into a little fairy library mm-hmm. that's, that's really cute yeah. yeah and then there's another branch that comes out the other side and my son like roofed it in little fairy little shingles dollhouse shingles and there's like a little fairy dwelling and there's a staircase yeah that goes if you up haven't the seen little it, dormer windows yeah, yeah. if you haven't seen yeah. it Stop by if you're local and mm-hmm. take a gander. It's like a, you could stand there a long time and look at all the details, mm-hmm. the little mushrooms, the little toadstools. I love the it. Welcome back. It's so cute. I'm Start. smitten with it. Take a book. Yeah. Share a book. Yeah. Keep it going. Already we've seen a rotated collection. So many books are out there and they're That's good. Right. No one's bringing like. Right. No garbage. Yucky Yeah. Things. Take your yucky books to the dump for the book <laughs> exchange. That's fine. That's where right. they belong. Um. Yeah, we like one or two books in and out, right? Like, don't be trapping off twenty-four books at the bottom of the tree. That's not the point. <laughs> right. Well, right. so far, everyone's being very. Um, yeah. They understand the assignment. When I open up the door, I don't know what kind of treasure I'm going to find in there, but there are really good things in there. I mm-hmm. I took out a book this weekend. Excellent. And um, it was really fun. Anyway, I think it's so cute. A lot of little free libraries are like a box on I, a stick. I saw one that yep. was a microwave with no door. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, recycling. Hi. I get what you were doing That's there. Funny. But I was like, okay. not weather protected at all. Mm, right. Like, I was like, mm. this person? Maybe it was there. in California. It was on Maybe. the website. <laughs> I keep going to the little free library website and their mm-hmm. Instagram to see if they, I sent a picture oh. to them. I'm like, please post ours. It's so darling, right? So we'll see if we become famous on Ours there. is definitely in the super cute yeah. category. I have to so. say, too, just to let you know, like, such a nice addition to town. Like, a little, I'm big on this civic pride thing right mm-hmm. now, right? I went to a workshop where they talked about it, and I'm like, yes, yeah, something like this means someone cared enough, they spent the time to do it. It's semi-permanent. Like, it will be out there as long as we mm-hmm. steward it and right. keep it good. Mm-hmm. But, like, forever, it's just like... Just such a nice addition to town. It's a little thing, but it's a big thing. So thank you for putting the extra energy Welcome. and not giving up and just making it like, I, this is something from my childhood. My dad, if he cut a tree down, he would hollow it out and put petunias in it. And it oh, would like, uh-huh. So like the, in the winter, there's like all those stones around, but it was pretty in the summer and I thought, could just hallow it out put some petroleum in there or somebody said it could be a game table mm-hmm. but not, now that I look at it I think no that wouldn't have done it justice so mm-hmm. right I mean it was the the community the children especially mm-hmm. loved that tree it's like the yes. giving tree book it is right? so I'm hoping that they will love this too I love it it's awesome so thank you thank um you. We talked about that instead of having an interview mm-hmm. um, because I would have, if you were not you and, and someone else had built a little free library, I think we would have had them come in and talk about the little free mm-hmm. library. So um, thank you as the artist and the librarian for oh, and the, the project. The oh, roofing. Friends sponsored it. The friends sponsored it too. and the um, Valencourt roofing. Oh, they sure did. Put the little, the roof on it. Mm-hmm. So Spencer admitted that maybe he didn't know how to roof it correctly uh-huh. or that it wasn't exactly. And so his neighbor is Valencourt mm-hmm. roofing. So they came up, and two workers, they were so funny. They just climbed right up to the top of it and fixed it up. So you, you have a picture of it. It's very funny. It's two funny. roofers <laughs> on this tiny oh my gosh. roof. Yeah. Oh, I need to see that they, picture. It's really funny. They got a kick out of that. So, yeah, a lot of people worked on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it. Flanders helped me, Sam Flanders. Um, when Lily and our little neighbor, Charlotte Pepper, 
did the fairy library part of it, it was just open to the air. And I thought to myself, how sad would I be if I opened up the door one day and all the things were gone or right like how sad would I be if it was all messed up because it's Mm -hmm. like really like a little museum when you open the door and I thought it'd be pretty sad pretty sad yeah so um Sam Flanders brought um a really nice sheet of uh, plexiglass and so it's there and I think it's very you know you don't notice it very much but it's going to keep it safe and good next I um, sent a picture to the cabinet news the captain oh Um, mm -hmm. I'm hoping they come up and do a little piece on it because it's mm-hmm. a feel-good event. And I'm also, I'll be submitting to the Amherst Citizen next month um, more cool. than just a, like, I'm, I'm going to hope that they... How about the flyer? Um, he does not do pictures. Oh, okay. So I kind of oh. think it's a visual thing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to... Oh, for a, sure, it's a visual. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send a picture to the Amherst Citizen and hope they write a little article about it. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we got on their front page? But there is a Mount Vernon <laughs> news section on the front <laughs> and I do appreciate that. Uh-huh. As always, so, um, hopefully you'll see it there. But I okay. think we spread the image out there enough, and people know it's there. But please stop by. Stop by. I believe we're the only little free library in Mount Vernon. So there was one that had something mm. to do with poetry, and I think it was up on the top of Grand Hill. Mm. Um, but it has since closed. So if oh. you go oh. into the map and look at which ones are live, mm-hmm. um, because you know, like maybe. Maybe poetry didn't catch on, mm-hmm. and, and it was just like a temporary installation. Yeah, right? mm-hmm, no, it's yeah. come back. So I'm not sure. Maybe the Stokinger daughters did it mm-hmm. and closed shop for a little bit. But mm. so you can go on the website and look anywhere you're going. You simply just put your zip code in or mm-hmm. name of a town, and it will kind of um, what's it, you know like Google pin drops. Mm-hmm. It'll pin. Yeah, I've been on it. It's, ah. it's fun. You click on it. It shows you a picture, mm-hmm. a little description. So um, and we can continue to edit that. Like if you were to add a well I will be adding um at different seasons definitely I'll put a little tree in that fairy library sure for sure exciting Mm -hmm. um and you know as the snow piles up around it maybe it won't be as accessible or the opposite people will shovel a path Mm -hmm. we'll have to see Right. All right, here's some other good news from town. Um, we used to do the town crier section mm-hmm. and just kind of like announce all the things coming up. So I'm going to go a little bit back and just uh, mention the fishing derby. Was, oh, that was fun. Uh, the same weekend as the summer reading program mm-hmm. kickoff. So we kicked off the summer reading program on Saturday, and they did the fishing derby the next day mm-hmm. on a Sunday. And it worked out great. They did, um, I think, 8 in the morning till noon. And the kids fished, and they had hamburgers and hot dogs. They had prizes. So many prizes. It was a delight. It was sponsored, the gun club, and the fishing game, I should say. Fish game, gun, what is the Mount Vernon? I'm not sure the exact title. They kind of want to take it over, so they, they oh, heavily okay. sponsored it this year. Dan from the general store did hamburgers and hot dogs. DPW Fun. is the is kind of like the main group mm-hmm. that takes it on. Um, but you might see it switch over next year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids had a great time. Tons of fish got pulled out of there. So thank you to DPW and all the sponsors. That was fun. And then Lori Brown retired, mm-hmm. longtime selectman secretary, 19 years. Mm-hmm. And we had a little party for her in the afternoon at the town hall for town employees because she used to host um, an annual right. Christmas party that was potluck and kind of brought us all together. So we were kind of mimicking that a little mm-hmm. bit to say goodbye to her. And so she's off to the lake, gone, gone, gone. Mm-hmm. And rumor has it, her daughter Megan is pregnant. Oh, so she's going to be a grandma. So perfect time yeah, mm-hmm. for her to retire. And um, I'm sure we'll miss her as all the 
hard jobs of town um, come forward. Joan, they keep saying Joan is the new Lori. So Joan Bergioli uh, has stepped into Lori's role. Big. Joan Cleary. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joan Cleary, sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so good luck to her, and it's a big job, uh, but it's nice to have someone in the position who's already been in the office so they kind of mm-hmm. understand yeah. towns. So that's a big one. And I'm then, sure she's up to the task. Up to the task, yes. And um, she she was there a lot alone over COVID, mm-hmm. and um, so that's where I feel like no, she can do it, right? Sure, she can. Yes. Um, okay. Next thing, summer concert series. Yay! Yay! It's back for the month of July. I saw a post the other day. It looks like four bands on mm-hmm. Wednesday night at what time? Six thirty. Six thirty. Okay, good. And then my favorite band, the Incidentals. Right. Are not the first week. They're the second week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or third week. I think it's the third week. Oh. I think it is. Because you're going to be in town? Yes. Because the second week is Charlotte's birthday, and we would be busy. I think they're the third week. Okay, good. They're my favorite. Yeah. I like them, too. Not to be missed, and let's hope for sunshine every single Wednesday night so that we can have the concerts. And um, you can uh, park... Anywhere up here at the library if you need to park. But you got to walk down to the green and hamburgers and hot dogs with the fire department. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe not hamburgers and hot dogs. Whatever they're going to serve. There'll be dinner. Right. At the event. So don't miss those. And last but not least, this is sad news, but we're, we're going to share it. Um, Hazel Milligan passed mm-hmm. away. She was 101 years old, and she was a lifetime member of the Friends. Yeah. And the family was so kind to include us in the obituary in lieu of flowers. We really appreciate that. Lots of people made donations to the library in her memory. Mm-hmm. She was a neighbor, just mm-hmm. two doors down from the library, a ferocious reader. Till the end, yep. I say this because the day she passed away, her daughter walked up and returned the two books that she had at the apartment. I said, we would have given you a day of grace, you know. <laughs> but um, she was just uh, kind of like, I don't, landmark isn't the right term, just like a staple in our community. A national right? treasure. A treasure. A treasure of Mount Vernon. A beautiful artist. Yes. So yeah. um, you have a piece of her art? I do. I do. Do you have a piece of her I do art? not. Um, well, we... We might be receiving some of her artwork. I spoke to her son oh, yesterday, yeah. and we are going to receive some of her collection, library collection. Wonderful. The family has already gone oh. through her books, and they have four or five boxes of books that they'd like to share with the library. So if Very we don't nice. catalog them, we'll distribute. But I would love a book with Hazel's name written mm. in it. So mm-hmm. um, just to like kind of go through her collection, because a person's books are a reflection of who they were, who they, are. Yeah. who they are, and we've done this before, so I am grateful to receive her collection. Mm-hmm. And he said there might be art coming our way also, so I'm excited wow. to see some pieces maybe we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. So we will miss her in the parade as the oldest resident mm. and kind of just having that knowledge that she was just always at the house. So rest in peace, Hazel. Yeah. And then we had a very unexpected death. Um, Sandy Springer passed away yes. at the end of May, and that's Lou's wife, and it was sudden and very unexpected, mm-hmm. and um, we're thinking of you, Lou, we love you, and we're so sorry, but mm-hmm. she was also a friend of the library, she was mm-hmm. in the knitting group, and they were devastated when they heard the mm-hmm. news, and it kind of all happened around Spring Gala, so, um, you know, it's a, it's a sad time. Mm-hmm. missing those two people in our community mm. so I thought I would I would mention it and Lou also uh, put the library foundation in lieu of flowers for Sandy 
and um, lots of people made donations in her memory too mm -hmm. so we will try and do both of them justice mm -hmm. and do something special with those funds uh, so that they will be remembered forever so um, that's the end of my news section and Amy it's summer what should yes. we be reading oh my what recommendations from the okay week? so um, the first two books I want to mention I feel like these would be very satisfying for any any human, but particularly women who are just feeling a lot uh -oh. of rage that they don't know what to do Why with it. Why do you feel that way? Um, <laughs> so um, the, the first book is called When Women Were Dragons by Kelly Barnhill. And if her name is familiar, it's because she wrote the children's book, The Girl Who Drank the Moon. Oh. Which I read that out loud to Eliza when it came out. I don't know, it was maybe five ish years ago. Just beautiful writing. Mm -hmm. So, unsurprisingly, her first foray into adult fiction is also equally beautiful and very powerful. And I, ugh, I meant to bring. I have I have a copy at home. I bought a copy. I for do you want to read this book? Um, her dedication. She dedicated the book to Christina Blasey Ford, who mm -hmm. was the woman that testified when. I am not going to remember his name. Brett. Um, Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh. When oh, he, did you forget? She him out of her mind. Sorry. Yeah, I guess I did. Um, when when Brett he beer drinking Kavanaugh. She she tested. Yeah, I like beer. Um, she testified against him. Um, and and Kelly Barnhill was so moved by her by Miss Ford that um, that was part of what inspired her to write this book. So that's that's the genesis of. Kind of the, the kernel of an idea of where the book came from. The, um, really, really quickly, the, the premise is that throughout history, women have always had the ability to transform into a dragon, into dragons. This is just an acceptable part of, of life. And it's set in the, initially in the uh, early 1950s, um, there was a what is referred to as a mass dragoning event where over <laughs> 600,000 women all on the same day all at the same time only in the United States all transformed into dragons with varying like the pink hat mark. with varying <laughs> results um, you know some of them burned their houses down some of them <laughs> ate their husbands some of them you know killed their co-workers who were male you know kind of so really like <coughs> ah, just, rage. just rage very so like you get that like yeah like super satisfying you can like feel that like you want to turn into a dragon but then it's also the story of the 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 girl who's the main character you know she is struggling with her sexual identity you know as as a young girl like she she thinks she likes girls maybe and she kind of sees her aunt and thinks well maybe that's how she is but I don't know because no one talks about that kind of stuff right and so you, you see her grow and things that are happening in her family so it's it's also kind of about like what is a family what makes a family how do you make a family if your own family isn't what you want it to be or what you really think it is um so acceptance, acceptance mm -hmm. of who you are, acceptance of how you are, even if you are a dragon. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot. There's a lot in the book, but I just, I really loved it. The writing is beautiful. It's definitely worth reading. So when women were dragons, everybody. Do we own it? We do not. Oh, I gotta get it. Yeah, um, it's really the, and the cover is gorgeous. Oh my gosh, it's I gotta go to beautiful. 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 Yeah, right away. <laughs> right away. Um, and then the other book, Run, don't walk, which interestingly is also initially set in the 1950s, 
is called Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. And this is... Oh, um, you said it. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, like, like I, I, I want everyone, every woman I know, you, you have to read this book oh, because okay. it's, it's also that same, like, satisfying, like, you, you see this main character, she's super smart, she's a chemist, she's, she's working in a lab, but everyone assumes she's just the chemistry assistant, you know, and, and she's not... Oh, you're just the li- you're just the little woman. You must be the secretary, right? No, God darn it! You know <laughs> I'm the smart person. I can do this, and mm-hmm. so you see all her struggling against you know being sexually harassed. Being there's um, some she's assaulted at one point, and um, just the constant, constant, constant being put down, being belittled, being trying to kept down in that box you know you're the little woman you should be you should be at home why aren't you taking you know why aren't you taking care of the the home and and like well no I have further aspirations and it's so you you see this story and then you're it's also um she doesn't marry but the 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 man that she was in love with who desperately wanted to marry her but she did not want to be married um you get part of his life story and it's a beautiful arc and it's it's all laid in with this like seeing her fight against that that patriarchy, um, and then I, I don't want I don't want to say like but it, the end is very satisfying. But it's it's a very so lessons in chemistry. Got to read it on the top ten. Okay. That's yeah yeah. Give it and it keeps rising. I I I stumbled across it because <laughs> the the cover is very eye catching. It's like a bright orange. And it's got this very graphic illustration mm-hmm. of uh, a woman, I think she has sunglasses yeah. on, and her hair is up in a messy bun with a pencil, a yellow number two pencil in her hair. And the pencil is very important. That's a very oh, important part of the story. Okay. Um, so very good. Um, and we do own that. Yep, yep. Um, another book that I've read recently that I really, really liked that I would also recommend is called Black Cake by Charmaine Wilkerson. This is a debut novel. And it's one of these sort of family history, family saga kind of stories. You're getting um, the present day story of her two children. It opens with, she's recently passed away. They're meeting with the executor of her will. Um, There is a a USB drive that's got an eight hour recording of the mother speaking. And they're required, in the terms of the will, they're required to listen to it with the executor in case they have any questions. And she says on it that, so the mother is famous for making this Caribbean black cake. Um, And she says that I I made one more black cake and it's in the refrigerator. Listen to the story and you'll know when it's time to eat the cake. So they think, what the heck? Uh So the book then proceeds, you're getting getting the perspective of the brother and sister in their present day. And then you're also getting the mother's story. It's, It's her telling, her story of over those eight hours of what happened to her and this great secret that she had in her life. And then it's what the brother and sister do once they find out what that secret is and then how they move forward with their lives. And and when they eat the cake. This might be a for my family here. Oh, it was so good. It I, think, I think it's here. Tomorrow. I, think it's, I think it's in. I think it's in right now. Thank you. Um, it, and, oh, yeah, yeah, beautiful cover. Beautiful I mean, cover. I, I hate to be like, you know, judge a book by its cover, her. but my I gosh, do it all yeah, the time. I do it all the time. <laughs> and then the other book that I read, um, I'm not 
often an ebook reader. Mm-hmm. I only read maybe two or three a year. It's like when you're stuck at the dentist office and they're running late and you're like, ah. Right. So pull out the Kindle app on my phone. So I only get through about two or three ebooks Print a year. Print <laughs> <laughs> Read some. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this one is one, it's, it was, um, it's called The Keeper of Happy Endings by Barbara Day. And it's just one of those like satisfying, sweet, historical fiction it's world war ii historical fiction so it's not like um it's fairly new yeah i think it came out this year um it's not like heavy you know um concentration camp drama it's not anything like that Mm -hmm. but it's again one of these like present day but in this book the present day is set in like 1985 so you're getting present day Mm -hmm. in 1985 and then you're also getting um uh, in the 1940s, so you're seeing you're seeing the the main the main elderly character in present day, and then you're also seeing her back when she was a young woman in the 1940s, and then there's also in present day there's a young woman, and so you're seeing the parallel between the old woman and the young woman, and and then. Um, it, sometimes it bugs me when stories kind of tie everything like really neatly pretty with the bow but in this case it didn't it was just it was sweet and it was perfect and it was it was families and it was love and it was parenting and you know it just yeah if, if you need one of those like light just like a lot of people have been coming yeah. in looking for light light yeah right yep like i'll yep. say like oh i got this book i was thinking of you they're like not in the summer i'm reading trash <laughs> right <laughs> right and it wasn't it's yeah. not quite it's not quite like beach read fluff but it's mm-hmm. just it's one of those books where you're not gonna sit there and think oh my god what's gonna happen to them you right. know you don't have to be anxious for these characters at all like looking for it has it, it, it has a happy ending so, and I, and I don't think I'm I don't think I'm ruining it by by saying that. Um, and then the one other thing that I wanted to talk about because we didn't do a podcast in May. May was short story month, and for whatever reason this year I I've never been much of a short story person. I've always short stories have always annoyed me prior to this year me because too. you you just get invested in the characters and then oh that's it, story's done. What? No, I want to know more. So for whatever reason Although this year. Love her books because of that. Because they're just like, each story is funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I always think, like, I should read more of her, like, full. Mm. Like, what was the one about the neck? I don't think I've ever read it. Like, I hate her. my neck. Oh, you've got to. No, <laughs> okay, yeah. It's like, a, and you're so right. into it, but then it's like, well, her next chapter is yeah, another short yeah. story. And you're like, no, short story. Yeah. Yeah. So, for whatever reason this year, I, um, I think, and I'm going to blame it on Ann Patchett. She wrote a book of essays that I read at the very end, very beginning of this year called These Precious Days. And that's that's essays, so it's not they're nonfiction as opposed to yeah, short stories, color. which is fiction. Yeah. yeah, it's got her dog um, Sparky yes. Van Demender. It's a beautiful painting that a friend of hers did. How did you remember the name of? Her I dog? follow her. I follow her on Instagram, and I follow Parnassus <laughs> Books on Instagram. Instagram, and and her dog is just so darn cute. And she has him when she does. I'm getting off on a tangent here, but Parnassus Books every Tuesday they do something called the Lay Down Diaries, and it's they record Anne, and it's a reel on Instagram, and she's holding Sparky in her that's hands, and you know. she talks about you know Sparky Van Demender, blah blah blah, and it, and that. They go through half a dozen new books, new and notable. She talks, she knows so many book people. So she's like, oh, my friend so-and-so just published this and blah, blah, blah. Right. So yes, so Sparky. It's a beautiful um, painting that a friend of hers did, and she actually mentions the friend in one of the essays. There's a beautiful story about her and her life and her illness. Um, so that's what started it. So then after that, um, I had never read The Interpreter of Maladies by Jhumpa Lahiri, and one of my goals was to read more um, 
Pulitzer Prize winning novels and that one did win a Pulitzer so I read that and it's all stories of um, that have something to do with people who are, are, are either from India or in India like there's just this loose thread through all of the stories beautiful um, then I read Uncommon Type by Tom Hanks Ooh. Which similarly, and that was, I actually listened to that. Someone just called and requested that, and we had to go, like, find yep. it. It was kind of lost in the mix, and we did, but it's, yeah, short and sweet. Yep, yep, um, and same kind of thing. Like, some of the stories are all over the place, but it's all of them loosely, very loosely, are connected to typewriters in one fashion or another and it made me like I literally was on eBay like looking for vintage typewriters I was that inspired <laughs> um and then Lily King who she wrote the book mm -hmm. Euphoria which I loved that from a few years ago and then what was the one that came out in 2020 um writers lovers. and lovers yeah writers, writers and, and lovers, lovers. Um, I so, wanted to love that you know I didn't <laughs> okay for me I you know mm -hmm. I didn't love it but then I kept thinking about it and so I feel like okay it stayed with me even though it, you know anyway um, so she wrote a book of short stories that came out called Five Tuesdays in Winter. It's on the shelf right and it's, now. Yep. And that's, that I really like those stories. And then absolutely the best thing that I've read this whole year was in um, <laughs> Lauren Groff's book called Florida. Oh, I thought and you were going to say Matrix. No, no. Well, I did. I did like that. I think uh -huh. I don't remember if Florida? I. Florida? It, so it's, it's a, it, she, she's written two short story collections. And one of, her most recent one is called Florida. Um, and there's a story in that called Eye Wall. I don't own that, do I? No, we do not. Um, I, I've, I've, I've ILL'd it for two separate people, um, other than, either than, aside from myself um, this year as well, because I keep saying, you have to read this, you have to read this. So Eye Wall, absolutely the best thing I've written all, read all year. I just, I loved it. I loved it. Um, and then I also what was read. The other one I didn't have that you said? The Dragon. Uh, when Women Were Dragons by Kelly Barton. Reading it down. Yep, yep. Um, Vampires in the Lemon Grove by Karen Russell. Um, she wrote Swamplandia, and I think, I'm trying to think what else she wrote. But anyway, those were really maybe slightly on the darker side, but funny. And then the other short story book that I read this year was Lauren Groff's other collection of short stories called Delicate Edible Birds. Yeah. So, so yeah. Like I, so I can now say I've read everything that Lauren Groff has written. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love her as a writer, and I can't wait for her to publish more. more. Yeah. Excellent. Yep. I will put all your recommendations in the show notes mm -hmm. um, if you share that list with yep, me. Yeah. Do my best to get them on the shelf as soon as possible. Um, quickly, I'll Let's just see. say if you're looking for the Ellen Hildebrand. Um, summer bestseller it's at my house and I apologize <laughs> <laughs> I took it out with all the ambition to read it in two nights and get it right back here and it's been it's been a busy week mm -hmm. so I promise I'll end it tonight last night at nine o'clock I'm gonna oh, sit down and read it and then the power so mad last night I was so mad I was so mad too because I'm sitting with my book I have a glass of rosé I've got two hours I'm gonna get it done and mm -hmm. that power went out and then it just was generatorville and it was mm. loud and I was like all right I'll get my little clip light I got my little clip light oh my god oh, <laughs> oh no tonight's not my night I'm just no. gonna let it go that it go. night I have to just complain about that night <laughs> I'm saying to Amy <laughs> I have not been alone in my house well, in this house, or any house, for at least 30 years. Oh, no. I'm not kidding you, because 
I mean, I love my family. I love them, but oh, it's nice to have a night off. <laughs> but I've never been in my house for a whole night uh-huh. by myself ever. Did you have a book and a glass of wine? Well, I just finished, I was saying to Amy, I just finished my book and I didn't start a new one because I'm, you know, going on a little trip. I was going to watch movies. I was going to eat popcorn and watch movies. And the power went out. Oh, I'm sorry for your loss. So how can I make popcorn yeah. and watch movies? And no. I had no book, and I only had a little battery um, <laughs> a flashlight that I didn't know. Because oh. um, so the, the power's not supposed to go out in the summer. That was a big mm. disappointment, oh, I have to say. And I was alone in the house. I'm like, oh, terrific. Terrific. So my... my Brain and your your bestie neighbor is out of town. I have no one. <laughs> I have spotty text service at best. I, I would I would have like talked to people, but I couldn't even get. I was it. texting my daughter because she doesn't live in town. I'm like, what's the update? Why is the grid down? And she's like filling me in, and I'm trying to fill uh, her in so she knows if the power's ever going to go back on. Like no. they said, eleven, but really it was two thirty. I don't even know. I went to bed. Mm. I was done. I went to bed too, but when it comes back on, it woke me up. But anyway, then. all right, back to my quick recommendation. Oh, yeah, so sorry. that yes. that was a hotel. <laughs> Um, Nantucket. Nantucket. If you love Ellen Hildebrand, it's classic Ellen Hildebrand. She's taking us back to Nantucket. We are going to, you can't believe this, but a hotel has been left um, in disarray and somebody buys it and renovates it for billions of dollars and Mm. now it's the best hotel on the island, but it's haunted. It's haunted. And so all the characters are the guests of the hotel and the staff. So it's a staff guests upstairs downstairs upstairs downstairs and there's a ghost and i'm on the last two chapters i'm not gonna tell you what happens but for sure it's the ultimate beach read as they always are yeah and it's just very light when someone said i just need something like that's it and i'm sure we have a reserve 20 deep for it but i got two copies so that's the good news so i have a borrowed copy from um, mcnaughton and then we have the one that we own so we'll, we'll circulate that i promise it'll be back and then I picked up um, a title that people had told me to read, and I, I didn't get a chance to read it last year, Why We Swim. It's oh, nonfiction. Yeah. Dives deeply into our relationship with water. Fun fact about me, I was a swimmer my whole life and went to school at a scholarship and met my husband, so water is really mm-hmm. important for me. So I'm excited to read this. It's a little skinny book. Yep, and my brother yep. was a swimmer too, and he read it and highly recommended it. So I'm looking forward to maybe Good. going to the beach on Sunday and just reading it start to finish. But awesome. no promises. <laughs> and um, my Black Lives Matter, um, or Black Books Matter book club is reading the 1619 Project. Right. Ooh. Um, it's not that it's a big book, but it's a lot. So they mm-hmm. decided to take July and August. Um, so we're going to do two months yep. um, to digest it and. There's podcasts and all kind of additional materials. I haven't even cracked it open yet, so I, I got to get that going. So as soon as the fun, you've got a month. Over, you can do it. I've got a month, and um, we're we usually meet on Zoom, but we're inviting people to come together for that community conversation. We actually Good. started this book club in July two years ago, mm-hmm. so we're kind of bringing it back to that format for the night. So if you mm-hmm. are interested in jumping in on even just this book. Uh, it, I love this group because it's very thoughtful conversations, and we are each learning as we go along. Um, so know that that is on the shelf uh, for mm-hmm. the taking, and they're going to—they meet the second Thursday of the month. So the second Thursday in August, we'll be meeting. Yeah. And those are the three things on the side of my bed. Joanne, you just admitted you finished a book. I, and it was a fluff too. It was oh, a fluff or nutter sandwich. It was um, <laughs> that summer. Oh, Jennifer. Jennifer. Is it Weiner? Weiner. Yeah. Weiner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tomato. Tomato. Perfect. Yeah. Yep. 
Every, I read it last, um, this past week, I'm mostly on my porch. And um, Well, we are stocked with fluff books, so yeah. it, it's I enjoyed it because, you know, sometimes, um, you know, the nature of my job is there are some really, really busy times, and then sometimes that are just like regular where I can actually read. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the times where I'm, you know, just straight out and at the end of the day exhausted. And so sometimes... Yeah. It is um, overwhelming to think about picking up a oh, yeah. anything heavy, and so this was just like a, um, a pure treat. Is it back in Cape Cod, like her other book? Um, yeah. Oh, excellent! Yeah, it's in Cape Cod. Uh, we were questioning why the last three books all had kind of the summer, same, summer, 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 same art on mm-hmm. the cover, yeah. and maybe it's just so that you see it and you say, "Oh, I remember last year." Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so they're not connected stories. Well, this most recent one. Is and it now, the same is it, character? She was that a mother's summer, helper. That summer is the newest one, right? Yeah, she was a mother's okay. helper in her younger younger life, and then she moved back to the Cape as, in her um, adulthood. So, um, anyway, I won't, I won't give things away. But okay. it was good. I mean, it was good. It was, it was um, you know, just an easy way to pass the time and mm-hmm. felt which summer reading should feel easy mm-hmm. yes yourself. so i am inviting our listening community um to go visit their libraries if you're not from mount vernon and you're listening from far away uh the possibilities are endless go yes. to your library grab a title i got this one out of our li- li- little free library beach reads mm-hmm. um a challenging book where you might learn something mm-hmm. and just do it turn the tv off it's no good anyways Yep. and uh, catch up on some good books and then we'll yep. circle back and see you in August mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to try and get this pushed out in the next day or two and you can do it we are going to get that police chief in here for, as our guest he is just so busy but we want to uh, sit down with Mark Slavin our new police chief and get an interview with him there's lots of people to interview but mm-hmm. I thought Little Free Library was uh, mm-hmm. as good as any interview we've <laughs> ever had So, uh, but it's always fun to ask people what they're reading and I know of, What's your favorite? Mm. Anyway, so thanks, everybody. Enjoy your summer, of course. Enjoy your vacation. Thank Amy. you. So I'm not. sure you're going to read at least five books on vacation. Mm, one a day. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a really big one in the pile, so I don't, I don't know if I'll get through that many this time. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well, I'm covering for you <laughs> I'll next report week. back. You and I have a full week of kids. We're looking mm-hmm. forward to it, and we'll be counting books pretty soon. I think we're almost at the 200 mark for kids signed up for the summer. And we're going to make Maddie and Melody start counting how many books Oh, that's their favorite. Uh, We love to report that number. (laughs) And then we'll give all our prizes away next month. We'll tell you who won. Aquarius. Yay. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.